It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, I've never eaten avocado. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart to the back row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends, and I miss traveling. Of course you do. I really do. How come you always sound so disappointed in the thing about myself? <laughs> I don't always like sound at the so beginning of, <laughs> the beginning of but, your introduction, like, and I'm here with him. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> that is typically how I feel. <laughs> Today on the show, we celebrate day 365 of our 15 days to slow the spread. We've also got Junk Food Tuesday, a taste test, and Ask Us Anything, Fiber and Facts, and more. But first, today is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Uh-huh. It is National Artichoke Day. I've also so never had an artichoke. I was about to ask. <laughs> um, what I was really disappointed about was the fact that you... Say it again. What have you never had? Avocado. Say it again. Avocado. Okay. So you... Almost add in an L there. You say like avocado. Alv, yeah. Okay. Alvocado. Avocado. Avocado. Ave Maria. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, it's also National Panda Day. Panda. Panda. I mean. I think that we talked about this holiday 365 days ago. Quite possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. I remember talking about it. B- bamboo. <laughs> I don't know what to. What do we talk about with pandas? <laughs> we talked still here. about. No. We talked about how I had recently learned that a child who is biracial is sometimes referred to as a panda. Do you remember? No, No, but I'm terrified. Why? It sounds offensive. No, it's not <laughs> offensive at all. That's Rafer and Jenny. They okay. call their oh, I do they remember call their this. They're pandas. Okay. My cousin calls her kids pandas. Okay. And so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two very separate biracial couples with children that also that both refer to their children as pandas, and I was like, oh. I'm pretty sure we okay. did talk about this. I'm also pretty sure I had the same reaction last time. <laughs> My entire body tensing up. Like, Not what are we doing? It's offensive. <laughs> well, today we don't know what is it is not offensive. <sighs> Something that wasn't offensive yesterday could be offensive today. Well, I mean, <laughs> that is true. 
Uh, all right, we're going to play Onion or Not Onion. I've got three headlines here. Two of them are fake news stories from places like The Onion or The Babylon Bee. The other is an actual news story. I'm going to read all three headlines, and Mo and our funny people on Twitch are going to be guessing what the real headline is. By the way, we stream our Tuesday shows on Twitch live when we record them, which is usually Friday night or Saturday morning, though we've been very bad about keeping a regular schedule <laughs> since starting to do this. It's true. But if you follow us, you get a notification anytime we go live, so that you should do that and go to twitch.ltnonair.com. Give us a follow. Alrighty, here we go. Headline numero uno. Instagram trick shot star getting pretty good at not holding down an actual job. Okay. Headline number two. New York Times releases eight-part podcast series exposing commenter who called them irrelevant. And number three. Lana Del Rey visits man laying in tub of bean dip. Which one is the real headline? The last one. (laughs) <laughs> you are getting too good at this. <laughs> Hunter Ray Barker, a man laying in a tub full of bean dip for 24 hours in a bid to raise money for his favorite Mexican restaurant, has received a visit from none other than Lana Del Rey. Barker, a professional stuntman, undertook the feat in aid of Los Angeles's restaurant Los Toros, laying in a solution made of beans, flour, and seasoning. On Instagram, Del Rey revealed that she paid a visit to Barker, posting a photo with him in the caption, Don't ask why. Speaking about his motivations for the stunt, Barker told Reuters, I personally believe that small businesses are the backbone of the nation. I believe that it's our duty to support them. And if we can do that in a fun way, a way that encourages other people to bring some excitement to the small businesses as well, I think it really, it's really, really helpful. So I think now is the best time to do it. Lana Del Rey is currently gearing up for the release of her next album, Kim Trails Over the Country Club, which is due out this coming Friday. Uh... Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Weirder still that she's like, I got to go see this guy Mm -hmm. sitting in his tub of beans. (laughs) He looks like a guy who'd sit in a tub of beans. I mean, I'm not judging, but I am judging. (laughs) I mean, this is offensive. There are people all across the world starving and he wasted beans. He went there. (laughs) <laughs> this is, by the way, this is this is an article from NME.com. I'm not sure what that acronym stands for, and it doesn't say at the top of the page, which seems like a misstep. Okay, uh, <laughs> good job. I mean, you are getting too good for this game. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. If, I don't think I'm going to stop yet. I think now it just becomes my goal to beat you okay. because you have gotten it right now. I believe every time for the last solid few months i don't you're gonna have to go back and listen i don't remember the last time that i was wrong oh you've been wrong many times i recall i recall many times no you're just reliving <laughs> the same one time over and over again no, no, no. <laughs> all right yeah brian if you got more you can send them in brian sent in a few uh, a couple weeks ago and uh we got close to tricking you i feel like. so now it's a matter of can you trick me or can brian trick me <laughs> who can trick who's me? the sneakiest hmm. all right let's take a break here when we come back it is junk food tuesday but first the moment stick around 
Boundaries. One of the major keys to a healthy life is healthy boundaries. For much of my adulthood, I've lived as an open book. I was always willing and many times eager to share my struggles and life's choices, not out of pride, but rather out of humility, humble enough to shed the mask and be vulnerable at any given time. While I largely encourage being real in your walk, a lesson I've recently learned is to also be protective with the raw areas of your life. Hearing the word boundary is oftentimes associated with some sort of negativity. Seeing a boundary as a limit we can't go beyond or something that holds us back and keeps us restrained. When in reality, a boundary is a barrier between ourselves and danger. A protective box drawn around the area to ensure survival in uncertain circumstances. Marking off areas within your life as out of bounds is okay. Taking responsibility for the protection and perseverance of your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health is an action only you are responsible for. Micah 7 urges us to protect the words that come from our lips because those among us cannot always be trusted. Verse 5 says, Do not trust a neighbor, put no confidence in a friend. Even with the woman who lies in your embrace, guard the words from your lips. And in Psalm 147, we're reminded of the Lord's steadfast faithfulness and His protection over Israel time and time again. In verse 14, it says, He makes peace in your borders. Or some translations read, In your boundaries you will find peace. Just as Israel had to protect itself from those whose goal was to cause destruction, we too have to take priority in protecting our heart and lives from those who seek to wreak havoc. Placing boundaries around areas of our lives that are not meant to be open doors to everyone you meet or call a friend, that is your first heroic step toward a happy, healthy life honoring of God. to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, celebrating one year of fighting the pandemic. Coming up next, it's Junk Food Tuesday. But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Bring it. Are they artichoke facts? Pandas. Oh, disappointing. Mother pandas keep contact with their cub nearly 100% of the time during their first month, with the cub resting on her front and remaining covered by her paw, arm, or head. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The panda's distinct black and white markings have two functions, camouflage and communication. Most of the panda, its face, neck, belly, and rump are white to help hide in snowy habitats, and the arms and legs are black, helping it to hide in the shade. But how do they use it for communication? I don't know. They didn't explain that. <laughs> I was hoping that you they wouldn't ask. They can't change the colors, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Blink your ear at me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. They have an extended wrist bone that they use like a thumb to help them grip food. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Gross. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It's cool, but it's also gross. He's thinking, I'm just going to extend that bone out a little. Yeah. It looks like a little Ugh. nubbin on the side of their hand. What is a nubbin? It's a nubbin. It's a nubbin. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Really? For nub? What's a a nubbin? It's a nubbin. (laughs) I don't know. 
It's on Friends. Oh, Chandler okay. has a nubbin. <laughs> Although pandas... Chandler say oven? <laughs> Chandler has an oven. <laughs> it's a nubbin. Uh, although pandas are 99% vegetarian, their digestive system is typical of a carnivore. For the 1% of their diet that isn't bamboo, pandas eat eggs, small animals, um, and forage in farmland to find pumpkin, kidney beans, wheat, and domestic pig, pig food. They also need at least two different bambi- bamboo species. In their range to avoid starvation. I wish you'd stop laughing at me. So, <laughs> so hold on. So they're not really full on vegetarians? No, they're not full vegetarians. So they're like the they're like the guy that that decides to go vegetarian or go vegan or whatever, but and every, now, every and now and then has to have a bacon cheeseburger. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fact. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. And lastly, sometimes to mark their scent. Pandas climb a tree backwards with their hind feet until they are in full handstand upside down, enabling them to leave their scent higher up. Just wipe their bits all over that tree. <laughs> yep. Gross. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Brian says, yeah, pandas are the hipster of animals. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also, he's very pre- impressed that you had your phone out prepared for facts this time. <laughs> I did on Monday also. <laughs> yeah, she's on top of it today. I'm the one that's kind of slacking off here. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. It is Junk Food Tuesday. We've got quite a bit uh, ahead here. One thing Mo and I can't deny is we love junk food. And each week, we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced. And then later in the show, we... Apparently got a doozy of a taste test. I just need to change that. The doozy of a taste test was supposed to be for the cookies. <laughs> we got a taste test. Oh, <laughs> it's I a taste test. keep forgetting to change it. It's going to be weird for sure, but we'll get to it. So slightly doozying? Slightly doozied. Okay. All right. Possibly underwhelming. Who knows? All right. 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 <laughs> Nestle Toll House Easter chocolate chip cookie dough with little pastel egg sprinkles. And the little eggs are designed. They have like little ziggy zaggies. It's actually kind of cute. It sounds cute. Again, I have a really difficult time when we do these announcements and their names are super long. Yeah. Yeah. And there's quite a few of them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Here's another one. Pillsbury Funfetti Premium Brownie Mix with Oreo Cookie Pieces. What's weird about this one, pardon me, what's weird about this one is uh, there's no Funfetti in it. Like... So are they calling it Funfetti because it has Oreo cookie pieces? Is that why they're like well, it? Well, I mean, the typical Funfetti is the... Sprinkles. Those specific multicolored sprinkles within right. the white cake. To look like or confetti. Or ice cream or whatever, right. Yeah. And there's nothing similar to that. So yeah, if it's the Oreo cookie, maybe. But at that like, point, it's not Funfetti to me. No, I agree. But they're just giving a nod to the fact that it's sprinkled in like confetti. I guess. I don't know. If that's their goal, that's dumb. It was stupid. Yeah. Just Pillsbury brownies with Oreo pieces. You don't need to put funfetti on there. That's that's stupid. All right. This one's weird. This one's roll weird. This one is a roll weird. Okay. Okay. Magnum, which is that like... Ice cream Super bar. expensive ice cream bar. They're Italian. Releasing the, a divine comedy lineup in Italy for the 700th anniversary of Dante's uh, Inferno. Mm-hmm. You know, 
a Dante's Inferno themed ice cream bar series. First up, which is I believe released already, is the uh, the Inferno bar, which has charcoal ice cream with a raspberry swirl. So you know, it looks like the pits of hell on the inside, mm-hmm. and is covered with salted dark chocolate. Later on in May, the Purgatorio bar comes out, and that will have white chocolate, salted caramel, and a cookie swirl. And then in July, the Paradiso will come out, and that has pistachio ice cream with white and ruby chocolate. Okay. Weird. No, I'm all about it. No, I, I mean, it's cool, but it's weird. Sure. Dante's Inferno-themed ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Charcoal ice cream is exactly what it sounds. It has uh, activated charcoal mixed in with typically vanilla ice cream. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't really have much of a flavor to it. Activated charcoal doesn't hurt you, but it's typically what's given to to people who actually accidentally swallow something poisonous it's good for your digestive system yeah it's i mean it's fine for you but it, it helps negate like poisonous stuff mm-hmm. in i'm your stomach. almost 100 percent certain that there is activated charcoal in like pepto-bismol that... oh yes and that's why it turns your, your poops black yeah <laughs> so i'm sure that there's not a large amount of it in the ice cream. Right. It's just really but, enough to change the color yeah. to make it look like it's burnt yeah. black. But listen, death. Italy does ice cream right. So I'm all about it. <laughs> really am. Uh, all right. Next up, Totino's Hob... No, wait, not Totino's. Tostitos. My gosh. Every time. Tostitos Habanero bite-sized chips. So the little circles, the little rounds. But habanero covered. You're not a fan of Tostitos, I'm recalling. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-mm. No. So never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to get excited about that. Cadbury cream egg cookies. Really? It's like a chocolate cookie base with the Cadbury cream egg filling on the top of it. Covered in chocolate. It says they're back. Apparently they've existed before. I don't know if they existed here in the United States okay. before. Okay. But I know they're here now. Interesting. Maybe not here, here in New Mexico, but here in America at some point. Interesting. Uh, Oreo is going back to what they used to do before coming out with every flavor under the sun. And that is fun shapes on the basic Oreo cookies. NBA Dynasty Oreos will be coming out later this month. This comes after Mondelez announced a multi-year partnership with NBA and USA Basketball. The Oreos are the first of the NBA products and feature Boston Celtics, Chicago Bulls, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, and San Antonio Spurs cookies. Interesting. Fun. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, all right. This is the uh, stuff I told your. This is stuff I told your husband last night, uh, and convincing him to go back to uh, Taco Bell. Uh, uh, Taco Bell's Quesalupa uh, is back. What are you saying? Ew for? Uh, it's making my stomach hurt. It's just fan- thinking about it. Fantastic. Uh, the Quesalupa is where the shell itself, the fried shell itself, is stuffed with cheese. You heard me right. Not. A shell, a layer of cheese, and another shell. But the shell itself, stuffed. And this time around, it is stuffed with 50% more cheese. It's a mix of melted pepper jack and mozzarella, which 
is great. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but also, the big, the big, big happy day is uh, the Fiesta potatoes are finally back for good. Back on the menu. What? Our our purgatory is over. <laughs> I'm stuck in Dante's Inferno um, themes now. Mila is going to be excited. Fiesta potatoes back on the menu. Everybody so excited. The fries are gone now. Uh that's okay. I didn't care but they for the kept fries them. ever. Right, you didn't like the fries. I liked the fries. Uh, and they kept them for a really long time. Like, they came out with them, I feel like, almost three months ago. They normally only stick around for a month or two. But they kept them until literally the day that their other potatoes came back. Just to keep people happy. Saying, see, we don't we don't not have potatoes. <laughs> so here's the, the reason that I wasn't a fan of the fries is basically the reason that I'm not a fan of many fast food restaurants fries you either undercook them or overcook them it seems like it's one in a million where they're mm. actually cooked properly i i don't agree oh i i got those fries at least four times over the past four months always perfect no Mm-mm. every time well every time you're welcome because i took <laughs> one for the team i guess 60 percent of the time they're perfect every time nope <laughs> Uh, all right, let's see here. Hostess S'mores Cupcakes are making a return. We talked about those first last year, uh, and they made it. They made a comeback. But there's also these new lemonade stand Twinkies coming out. Pink lemonade flavored Twinkies. I'm a fan of a Twinkie. But lemonade flavor? Yeah. Pink lemonade flavor? Yeah. Which I, I hate the term pink lemonade yeah, because, because you don't know what it is. Is, is it, it strawberry cherry? lemonade? Yeah, is it watermelon? Is it cherry, watermelon, raspberry? Yeah. Or is it just normal lemonade that you've dyed pink? Yeah. All of those are possibilities. All of them used inter- interchangeably mm-hmm. with the term pink lemonade. <laughs> and typically the flavor is not strong enough for you to be able to pick out, oh yeah, that's strawberry. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, but typically it's not. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so the box, I didn't, I saw the box, uh, it was kind of a small pixelated version of the box. Uh, so I don't know if it had any kind of other fruit on it besides lemon. I'm willing to bet it's just lemon flavor and they wanted to go with pink, uh, for funsies. I think you're correct. I think that it's lemon flavored, but they wanted to go with pink to set it apart from a regular Twinkie. Oh Yeah. Because if it was yellow, it wouldn't really be that big yeah. of a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Maybe, maybe. Smuckers coming out with a new magic shell, which is that syrup ice cream uh. topping that freezes on the top to form a candy shell around your ice cream. Uh-huh. The new flavor is unicorn. It's a white cupcake flavor with pink, blue, and purple specks in it. When did the term flavor stop meaning the way that something <laughs> tastes? Uh, you, you got a point. <laughs> Duncan uh, has avocado toast now. Uh-huh. Avocado toast. I'm pretty sure I said it right. Avocado toast. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> also, apparently, there's a zero sugar Dr. Pepper popping up in places. Not diet Dr. Pepper. Zero sugar Dr. Pepper. Interesting. Haven't heard anything about it. Saw really... Badly designed looking can. I don't know, but I'll give it a shot. Diet Dr. Pepper, though, is really popular. Yeah. 
It's the so best. was Diet Coke, and they still went with the. They still did the zero sugar uh, Coke as well. Yeah. But yeah, well, sorry. What were you going to say? Because I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with what you're about to say. Diet Dr Pepper is the best of the diet sodas. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, it doesn't actually taste like garbage. Absolutely, it does not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian likes listening to our segment here on Twitch uh, where we talk about food because we basically make him try all these different things because his daughter hears about them. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's the fun we have here on Twitch. I wish you would join us while we were recording uh, Friday nights or Saturday mornings. So you can have fun, too. So you can have fun with us, too. And your name will get shouted out on the show, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Next up on our list, Kit Kat's Thins. In a bag, for some reason. They are literally just the same Kit Kats with a l- less layers of a, of a wafer and chocolate. So it's just like a Reese's then. You know, it has... Essentially. But I'm curious. I'm, I also am thinking I'm probably going to be let down. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole, like, half the... The Kit Kat isn't huge in the first place. Right. It's not a big candy bar. Right. And the size is part of what makes it enjoyable. Right. And satisfying. And now you're going to give me this paper-thin piece of chocolate? Right. Yeah, yeah no, thank this you. This seems weird. But I'm curious. In our <laughs> Twitch chat, Brian has redeemed 100 nerd cred to highlight his message in bold that says, you are right about Diet Dr. Pepper, Mo. So... Hey. He's agreeing with you. He's 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 playing nice with you today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's complimenting you. Mm-hmm. It, saying it, how we, well you're doing things. We had a good week. You had so. a good week. That's good. Yeah. Last week you had beef. Last week you had <laughs> legit beef. <laughs> we learned that we work together pretty well as a team. So. All right. Next up, we've got Sargento Foods. Uh, they're the ones that make the balanced breaks. That you see in the little deli section, uh-huh. it's usually like cheeses and nuts and maybe like craisins or something in there, you mm-hmm. know. Well, now they're coming out with some cheese and crackers snacks, and they have four options. They got mini Ritz crackers with pepper jack and Colby Jack cheese. They've got mini Triscuits with Monterey Jack and mild cheddar cheese. Mini Wheat Thins with Monterey Jack and mild cheddar cheese. And mini Sun-Dried Tomato and Basil Wheat Thins, which are the best Wheat Thins, mm-hmm. with mozzarella and Fontina cheese. Hey. Yeah, they get fancy on that Sar- last one. Sargento taking it up a notch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those sun-dried tomato and basil wheat thins. Oh, they're good. My gosh. But honestly, if I buy a box of those, then I also buy a box of the regular wheat thins because I, I like to mix them. What? That sounds fantastic and dangerous. Yeah. You live life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> But too many of the sun-dried tomato ones. They're heavy. Yeah. The flavor's heavy. Yeah. So, yeah, I see that. That's probably a really great idea. Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant idea. Uh, Chipotle is currently offering a new handcrafted quesadilla with your choice of meat, grilled and melted with Monterey Jack cheeses in a tortilla. But here's the deal. You can only order it through the app or online. You Hmm. cannot go into a store and order it there. Interesting. Yeah. It's digital only, guys. Digital only. So you might not have even known about it. You might be a Chipotle fan walking in there every single day and not even know that they do this because he didn't download the app. So that, that's fair. I'm not a big Chipotle fan, but I'm just letting you know. I, was, I got the email. I was about to say, I'm not a big um, like app fan for different restaurants. and Yeah, no. But there's only a, actually, there's only one app that I'm 
like happy about. Like I will definitely use every time. And that's Taco Bell. Taco Bell's app lets you customize so much and they have never gotten my order wrong when I do it this way. It's fantastic. So I think just because we've used DoorDash so much in the last year, I just never even really considered that every restaurant actually has its own little app mm. that you can download. And it wasn't until we went to we went camping last weekend and went to Chick-fil-A and Samantha was like, just use the Chick-fil-A app. And I, I was like, I like that one too. What? <laughs> so now I'm like on this, I have this struggle bus of, do I take up more room on my phone by adding all of my favorite places? Because, I mean, it would make sense in the long run, but do I really want to do that? I don't know. I it, feel like it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as, as for Chipotle, like I said, I'm not a super big fan of Chipotle, but if I were to go to Chipotle, cause my wife likes it, uh, the quesadilla sounds like what I would want Yeah. above everything else. Yeah. I'm not a Chipotle fan so. because I don't like burritos. Yeah. They do tacos too. Yeah. But it's like, what are they known for? Burritos. burritos. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. I'll give you that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Target is launching yet another new store brand. After the success of Good and Gather, Target has decided to launch Favorite Day. This line will have over 700 products and ranges from baked goods, ice cream, trail mixes, snacks, and candy. So Favorite Day is basically just about making yourself happy with sweets. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of day. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, coming in this brand Caramel Cold Brew Ice Cream. S'mores chocolate bark, orange cream trail mix, miniature everything bagel croissants, dark chocolate sea salt caramels, much more. Line will start showing up in Target stores and on the website April 5th. Uh, okay. Every single one of those things I'm Sounded about. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, going on over to uh, New Zealand for this one. It's our it's our weekly weird foods from across the world. Burger King is promoting their new fish and chips buddy sandwich. Features a crispy fried fish fillet, French fries, tartar sauce, and pickles on a sesame seed bun. Fish and chips on a on a bun. Um, I need to make note that that buddy. Sandwich is spelled but. But, yeah, B-U-T-T-Y. That is what they call sandwiches with fries on them. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, but. In a lot of places. Yeah, a not but. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back to Burger King in America, they have brought back their Sourdough King, a bacon cheeseburger with two slices of sourdough bread, slightly fluffier than normal sourdough bread. Okay, this only depresses me. Because we just talked about Burger King yesterday. We just talked about how awful, <laughs> how awful Burger it King. is and how we but shouldn't go to it. <laughs> the Sourdough King really... It's oh. really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's pretty good. I'm going to go there now. <laughs> my mouth is actually salivating at the thought of it. <sighs> oh, gosh. And lastly, uh, not specifically food, but related, Peeps has partnered with Build-A-Bear for new Peeps bunny plushies and outfits. Oh, okay. They're cute. They're little cute little things. Cute little things. Cute little things. We also are not fans of Peeps, though, so, you know. We're not fans of Peeps. <laughs> that is true. The Peeps. The 
peeps can kick rocks. Actually, we, <laughs> I was, I was kind of happy. My, uh, my, my son came with me to the grocery shopping for the first time in a while. Um, my, my youngest, my four year old or three year old, almost four year old mm-hmm. came with me and, uh, he saw like some purple bunny peeps and he asked for them. I'm like, okay, we can get those. We can have you and, and your brother split those today. And, uh, he didn't like them. He ate one. Then he ate like the head off the second one. He's like, I don't want these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you are my son. <laughs> so Mila, when she was little, marshmallows were her thing. Like yeah. we had to start locking the pantry because we would catch her. She's always she's been down in marshmallows. Yes. She's always been our early riser. So she would wake up before everybody else go in the pantry, take the bag of marshmallows. And that was her early morning snack, her breakfast, Uh, a bag of marshmallows. She does not like peeps though. No peeps. So that just tells you they're not real marshmallows. (laughs) All right. uh, Our topic for today is uh, of course our, our, our COVID anniversary. Hmm. Uh, Now the official day that the COVID virus was declared a pandemic actually happened last week. Uh, I think it was last uh, Wednesday or Thursday, somewhere around there. But today marks the 365th day of the 15 days to sow the spread. Because one year ago today, Donald Trump came and announced that to us and it was beginning the next day. Mm-hmm. As day one, and so before we get into talking about it, let's uh, let's play for you that original announcement. Just take you back in time one year. Thank you. So I'm glad to see that you're practicing social distancing. That looks very nice. That's very good. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being here today. This morning, I spoke with the leaders of the G7, G7 nations, and they uh, uh, really had a good meeting. I think it was a very, very productive meeting. I also spoke with our nation's governors. And this afternoon, we're announcing new guidelines for every American to follow over the next 15 days. As we combat the virus, each and every one of us has a critical role to play in stopping the spread and transmission of the virus. We... We did this today. This was done by a lot of very talented people, some of whom are standing with me, and that's available. And Dr. Burks will be speaking about that in just a few minutes. It's important for the young and healthy people to understand that while they may experience milder symptoms, uh, they can easily spread this virus, and they will spread it indeed, putting countless others in harm's way. We especially worry about our senior citizens. The White House Task Force meets every day and continually updates guidelines based on the fast-evolving situation that this has become all over the world. It's all over the world. It's incredible what's happened in such a short period of time. On the guidelines of the task force, the new modeling conducted by Dr. Burks and our consultation with governors, we've made the decision to further toughen the guidelines and blunt the infection now. We'd much rather be ahead of the curve than behind it, and that's what we are. Therefore, my administration is recommending that all Americans, including the young and healthy, work to engage in schooling from home when possible, avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people, avoid discretionary travel, 
and avoid eating and drinking at bars, restaurants, and public food courts. If everyone makes this uh, change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will rally together as one nation, and we will defeat the virus, and we're going to have a big celebration all together. With several weeks of focused action, we can turn the corner and turn it quickly. A lot of progress has been made. I'm also pleased to report today that a vaccine candidate has begun the phase one clinical trial. This is one of the fastest vaccine development launches in history, not even close. We're also racing to develop antiviral therapies and other treatments, and we've had some promising results, early results, but promising to reduce the severity and the duration of the, of the symptoms. And I have to say that uh, our government is prepared to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, we're doing. We're doing it in every way. And- so, it's, can you believe that was already a year ago? I mean, in some, in, some, in some ways it feels like it was just a few months ago, and in some ways it feels like it was five years ago. Yeah, so I was going to say, is it possible for me to say yes and no <laughs> to that question? And- <clears throat> Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, it's the fastest vaccine production in history. It's not even close. That's <laughs> just one. It's just how he talks. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so some of these things, you know, looking back and hearing that initial thought of how that 15 days of slow spread was going to, you know, affect the pandemic moving forward, you know, a lot of the things were incorrect or at least didn't come to pass. Uh, and a couple of things did. The vaccine thing actually was the fastest in history. We, we were able to get it before the end of the year, which is pretty cool. Um, also kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but I could totally understand why someone would be like, I'm not sure I want this one yet. Mm-hmm. Let other people get it. Let's see if anyone grows a tail or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's it's just it's so weird to think about that being a solid year ago now and all that has happened in that time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, but just broadly, what did this year look like uh, from your perspective, Mo? Oh, broadly? Yeah. <sighs> It was the longest year <laughs> in history, <laughs> without a doubt. Sure, the time was still the same as every other year, mm-hmm. even shorter than every fourth year, you know, because it wasn't a leap year last year, right? No, it, it was a leap year. Was it? Oh, never mind then. <laughs> My bad. Um, see, I don't even remember that it was a leap year. That's how crazy of a year it was. <laughs> no, but really, it was the longest year. That truthfully, I feel like we lived at least at least two years in one year's time. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it was quite it was quite the beast of a year. Mm-hmm. Like January of last year was the impeachment of President Trump, and it made that month feel incredibly long and it wasn't until february that we even started hearing about covid 
And we're like, well, this year's starting off great. And then COVID hit and like, oh, great. Now we got to sit at home for two solid weeks doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it just never stopped. Yeah. It never went away. In fact, in many time, cases, it got worse. It got uh, more locked down, <laughs> crazier. It was nuts. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the stuff that we went through this year. Uh, we'll try and keep it lighthearted, but there, you know, there are just some things that's just going to be complaining. <laughs> Go figure. Because <laughs> this is our 26th episode focusing on the coronavirus, on COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> it's the longest series we've ever done. <laughs> it it blows my mind, honestly. Yeah. I, so, yeah, we're going to talk about all the ways the world has changed uh, and how some of the uh, the facts still keep changing. Yeah. From official sources. So, we are going to we are going to have a lot of fun. Stick <laughs> around with us. Take a quick break and uh, when we come back the celebration continues. But first, this week in nerd history. Stick around. This week in nerd history, yikes. Nerd history. I know that wasn't a very descriptive intro, but you'll understand what I mean, because back on March 16th in 1994, Cactus Jack, played by Mick Foley, a pro wrestling legend, lost an ear during his match with Big Van Vader when he became entangled in the ropes during a hangman spot. WCW had been using elevator cables wrapped in rubber instead of actual ropes. So when Jack, Mick Foley, was tied up by the head, the circulation had begun to cut off from his brain. When he finally freed himself, two-thirds of his ear was torn loose in the process. The ear was actually picked up by the referee and put on ice, and Foley had surgery to reattach the cartilage to his head so that a full reconstruction would be possible, but even to this day, that ear is a little bit nubby. So, yeah. Yikes! I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo, and, and today... Oh, sorry, I was going to read your line. <laughs> We're celebrating a year of sewing... Slowing. Yeah, I should have read your line. The spread. <laughs> Sewing the spread. <laughs> but first, uh, before we get back to the topic, we've got a taste. I almost forgot we had a taste oh, test. Oh, yeah, me too. We got a taste test today. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is your line. Oh, you I didn't it. know if you were done talking while. <laughs> <laughs> well, our normal audio morning show is the main version of the show. We do record our Tuesday shows on the LTN Twitch channel, either the Friday night or Saturday morning before we interact with Twitch. Twitch, <laughs> share some bonus stories, and of course, they get to see our taste test live. Visit twitch.ltnonair.com and give us a follow. Uh, of course, if you don't catch it, we'll put some of the highlights and the taste test on our YouTube channel, so you can follow us there too, youtube.ltnonair.com. Now, let's get down to business. You got to change that line, because every time, let's get to down defeat to business. The hungers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ah.
Don't applaud. Just throw money. Uh, we. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Uh, I told you last week that this week's was going to make you mad. Yeah. It was going to be painful. Yeah. You lied. The thing, no. Oh. I was telling the truth. I just couldn't get it. You a liar. We had, uh, there's a store right across from the church where we record, uh, SNS grocery store, and they have had this thing every week for the last seven months you know as long as i can remember and i thought to myself every time i need to get that and then i remembered last weekend i'm like i'm gonna go get that and so we talked about it when we recorded on sunday and monday i went to go buy it and it's not there and so i checked back wednesday i checked back yes or friday i kept checking and i could not find it they did not have it anymore so until they get it back, or I can find it online, that one's postponed. But I did find an equally weird and possibly uh, gross uh, thing. Okay. Yesterday Friday. Uh, Yesterday Friday. <laughs> I've got a popcorn square flavored caramel cayenne. Okay. It's like a popcorn ball. But in the square. You know, we've done an awful lot of popcorn. Theme things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that, too. I'm like, do I really want a, a second popcorn thing in a row? <laughs> but this was so weird to me that I had to get it. Now, they have, like, a, a normal caramel one and then just have, like, an original flavor, which I'm assuming is, like, the popcorn ball flavor, which is, like, a sugary. Because it's not caramel, right? Popcorn bar, balls, like, at Halloween, those aren't caramel. They're just like. They're not caramel? Not the normal ones. Are you sure? They have caramel ones, but they have normal ones, too, that are just uh, like a sugar syrupy flavor. Which is caramel. No, not the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know, Matt. Well, there's two different flavors at the dang store, so it's one or the other. Okay. I don't know what. Oh, I only bought one. The real question is, mm. are we going to be able to tear it apart yeah. to share it? Oh, well, can... maybe See, not. Holy I, cow. There have we you go. never had I got a it, I got ball? it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Not in a long time. Okay. Now, what's the brand name? I forgot to read the brand name. Uh, I don't know. Can't read it. Kathy K. Both with a K. Ooh, I smell. I smell the heat on this already. It's got a little... Cayenne pepper with flames on it. Flaming. So, flaming. So this. Oh, but it says we should try it warm. It does say that. Try it warm. Which is weird to me. I don't want to. Okay. I feel like the heat will be warm enough. (laughs) Ugh. Ow. It's stale. This is more stale than my popcorn last week. This is very stale. Whew. But it's already on my tongue. You know what? It's not bad. Whoa! Woo! Yeah. Woo! Whoa! Ooh! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Oh my word! Oh my! That is hot! <laughs> Whoa! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> That is. <laughs> <coughs> oh. 
a piece. I am. <clears throat> wow. Holy cow. That is so hot. That is so hot. Here's the thing. I it, didn't expect it. Aside from being stale, it was really good. Really good. The caramel flavor was delicious. Oh. And you get a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick, but then all of a sudden it overwhelms you. Yes. Oh. Oh. That is the probably the spiciest thing as far as things that are not really advertised to kill you. <laughs> that, but also as far as like ratio is concerned, because neither one of us took a big bite. No. We had maybe two, three at most pieces of popcorn in our bite. And that. Oh my gosh. Small mm. bite kicked both of us. Whew. I, that. I don't. Oh. <clears throat> I am curious if we ate that whole thing. <laughs> we each had our own bar and we ate the whole thing if we would feel the same way that we felt with the the chip yeah my tongue is on fire that is <clears throat> insane to me that should be a ch- challenge for us we'll each eat one <laughs> <coughs> wow. man that Neither- is so surprisingly bad but, not, not bad, bad but i mean like heat like it hurts so much yes <clears throat> Because really, Uh-oh. overall, the taste is good. Mm-hmm. I that really tastes, do like tastes it. Tastes great, even stale. It e- tastes exactly. great. Exactly. If this was just a normal caramel one and it was the stale, I'd still finish it. Yeah, because mm. the caramel is a really good flavor, caramel. So, like, Whew. I mean, I know it has a pepper on here with flames, but it's not really like pushed as this is going to burn you. Like this is not a Mm-mm. normally when you have something that'll have that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's it's a warning or something. <laughs> but I yeah, I breathe in a little piece and I can't get it <laughs> out of my throat. Now you want me to not the piece, the heat, the heat. got. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm going to die here on the show. I am genuinely <sighs> shocked by this one. Oh, God. I really am. <sighs> but it tastes so good. It I, really like, does. I kind of want to take another bite. I know. Bite. We're both looking at, <laughs> we are both looking at our pieces, and I know that we're both thinking the same thing. Do I want to <sighs> risk it for another bite? The part I had barely, like comparatively to the parts that are still here, barely had any of that kind on it, too. <laughs> I know. It's insane. So I'm Man. actually going to show our, our twitchies. <laughs> our twitchies? That's what our we're going to call them. Mm. Like there, Topher's making fun of me in the chat here. There is a fair <laughs> amount of cayenne on... Matt's thought process. This thing has a pepper with flames on it. There's no way it can be hot, right? <laughs> I expected it to be hot. But we have done, <laughs> we have done taste heads of several hot things. And all of them... Pale in comparison to what this just did to us. Honestly. <sighs> Mo brought a pork rind that was hot, I think, or something. I'm not pork yeah. rinds. Was it pork rinds? Yes. Pork rinds that were hot. I didn't even feel them while she was half sweating. Yeah. This was nuts. How I to blow my nose. I'm, I have never had that big of a reaction for that small of a portion. Especially when it's combined... Ugh, pardon me. With sugar. Yeah. Because sugar is supposed to kind of kill the heat. Yep. Not so much. Ooh. No. 
If Man. it did, I would hate to just eat this straight up with no sugar on it. My gosh. You know, and I just got to tell you, if you are only listening, you you, you didn't get to here, yeah. yeah, you didn't get to see this. <sighs> um, not only would you be able to actually have a visual of what we're talking about, what it looks like, um, because I guarantee you, what you're thinking is not actually what it looks like. But <sighs> you would have seen us bite into this square with such confidence, so confidently, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the like first, it's funny. Ad- yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the first initial taste of yummy goodness with a just a little bit of heat, and then exactly at the same time, exactly at the same time, hitting us one hundred percent. Gosh, yeah. Oh man, I still want more. <laughs> I do too. I can't look at it. I know. Can't look at it. Um, yeah. So even in addition to that. Even if you're like, okay, well, I'll go check it out on YouTube. That's that's great, and you can come see it. The one thing you're still missing out on there, aside from not seeing it live live, and you only get like the highlights of our show, you're also not interacting with the chat, because the chat is uh, at least a third of the fun when it comes to good throw when it comes to uh interacting on Twitch. Uh chat's fun, so you should come hang out with us all the time. <clears throat> I'm doing right. us a favor. Two for two. She took them away from them. us. <laughs> <laughs> she took away our opportunity. I totally would have before the end of the show. <laughs> so would I. And here's the thing. I'm terrified that had we actually ate any more, we would be in such pain. We wouldn't be able to finish the day. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That was one of the most surprising. Yeah. One of the most surprising. Truthfully. Shows. Or taste tests ever. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like the opposite surprising from your Japanese Pringles. Like those we expected to be hot and weird and not like them. Yeah. And they're like, these are not hot and they're delicious. They're amazing. And I want to eat all of them. And why is this not in America? Yeah. <clears throat> we have had some pretty good taste tests. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next week's going to be fun. Then we had roasted sweet corn popcorn last week. Hey, which I really liked. <laughs> I watched it back and I was like, you were seriously <clears throat> munching on that popcorn. <laughs> Didn't even care. Uh, all right. <clears throat> My hostel. <laughs> Before I spoke a word, you were yelling over me. You have been stuck at home with me. Before you took a breath, I was sighing angrily. You and me stuck in quarantine.
segment we started talking about <laughs> our 15 days to slow the spread day 365 because uh, yeah we're still doing it a lot of places in the world still locked down like canada right now and a lot of places in canada they are still locked down they have a curfew yeah <clears throat> which is nuts to me uh 
<clears throat> but I'm sorry if I'm not to keep clearing my throat. It's just still there. <sighs> but uh, we've we've come a long way in a year. A lot of things have happened in a year. A lot of things have changed. Uh, and things are still changing. Before we get to like our memories of everything that's been going on, let's talk about a couple recent updates we've gotten from the CDC and from Fauci. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Can you guess what we're going to talk about first? Uh, probably glasses, you know, because they played a big <laughs> integral part in COVID. The uh, science around the masks still changing. I forgot about masks. Still cha- it's only changed 47 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now it's still changing. It's the, it's the <clears throat> latest trend of 2020. <laughs> What's the mask? Science saying this week, everybody. <clears throat> so uh, the last time we talked about masks, we talked about double masking and become the new thing. Wear two masks. That's 90% effective. Well, guess what, guys? We got some bad news for you all around. The CDC now has a new in-depth report over the last year of using masks <clears throat> and how well that affected the virus spread. Here's what they said. Mask mandates were associated with a 0.5 percentage point decrease in daily COVID-19 case growth rates, 1 to 20 days after implementation, and decreases of 1.8% points after 81 to 100 days. Less than 2% effective. Stop making me wear the stinking <laughs> piece of fabric over my nose and mouth. Now, the fabric itself, not less than 2%. That's, uh, I think, originally 40 45% effective, but... When it comes to stopping the spread of the virus itself, less than 2% effective. That is what we have found out. Uh, So mask mandates in general. Not the masks themselves, but the mandates themselves. Less than 2%. And uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Yes, there were several people who just didn't want to do it. And uh, sure, that's going to contribute. But the other thing is that just you can't expect everybody or maybe anybody to do it correctly, because in order to do it correctly, you have to not touch the mask. But we sit and we talk and we do everything. And whenever we talk, the mask shifts and we have to adjust it. We're touching our faces and that is doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. And this was said way back last March, not by Fauci. Fauci just said, yeah, we shouldn't wear masks because blah, blah. The, there was another guy, and I don't remember where he's from now. I don't even remember his name. But he said that exact thing. He said, I'm not certain we should be doing face masks as a, for everyday people because of the reason that they're going to be adjusting them, touching their faces. And I think that that's going to do more harm than good in the long run, which apparently is exactly what happened. Yeah. Even Joe Biden, you watch Joe Biden, every press conference where he talks about masks, he adjusts that thing like every 15 seconds. Yeah. And like, that's negating any help that you're trying to do. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing. There's no way to wear these masks where we're not going to be unconsciously touching them. Uh, it would take years and years and years of this for us to even train ourselves to not adjust it on our face because it's uncomfortable to begin with. And so if it feels off, we're going to fix it. But even when we talk or move or anything, it slides down our nose or whatever. We have to adjust it. There's just no way around it. Right. There's no way around it not being effective enough to be worth doing. Mm -hmm. Next up, there have been a bunch of travel restrictions Mm -hmm. this whole time. Uh, 
Dr. Fauci has admitted that there's no scientific data around it. They just thought it's probably a good idea. So it was a judgment call. He says, uh, <clears throat> uh, well, CNN anchor John Berman asked Fauci recently, last week, uh, from the Biden administration, they say that they'll make its decisions based on science. What's the science behind not saying it's safe for people who have been vaccinated, receive two doses to travel? Fauci said they want to get science, they want to get data, and then when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, you've got to make a judgment call. And I think that's where you're going to be seeing in the next few weeks. So <clears throat> while, yeah, I think logically it did make sense early on traveling, uh, especially like in planes or whatever, you're in a compact area, it was recirculated air, that's probably not all that great of an idea in a pandemic. But now the the procedure still is to say, even if you're vaccinated, even if you're fully vaccinated, let's not travel. Let's try and curb the travel just because. Yeah. Just a guess. I feel like everything has been just a guess. The whole time. The whole time. I, but I also feel like we've been <clears throat> saying that the whole time. And our best guess is like, this is the science. Trust the science. Believe the science. And then it changes. And now when we're trusting last week's science, why don't you believe today's science? Are you not keeping up with the science? Science. Uh, <laughs> but let's move on. I'm not amused. <clears throat> let's move on and be even sadder. Uh, we have lost 9.5 million jobs in this year. Mm. The Economic Policy Institute uh, is the source for that. Uh, Incorporated Magazine, or Inc. Magazine, uh, says we have... Uh, Permanently closed 4 million small businesses. Mental Health America says there has been an increase in mental health issues in America to the tune of 93%. Wow. We have almost doubled the people dealing with mental health problems yeah. in this year. Yeah. And all of these things were things weighed less important. Mm -hmm. Or not even thought about at all. Not even considered at all. Uh, it's, I know it was a balancing act and it was a decision that people had to make. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things here that won't be bounced back from. Yeah. There's a lot of people that we lost to suicide that we wouldn't have lost yes. this year. Uh, it's rough. Mm -hmm. It's rough. Things have changed a lot. We'll try and not be as down. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some more of the silly things, the weird things that have happened. <clears throat> uh, so things that we've gotten used to, uh, health wise, being six feet apart from each other, a six foot bubble. It's that's been strange. It's really hard in like supermarkets too. Like they'll have the little things stand right here, stand right here, stand right here, and if one person isn't doing it. It's all for naught, right? Yeah. It's all, it messes it all up. Um, <clears throat> uh, Brian in the chat and Topher both say buffets. You, you miss buffets. Yeah. No more buffets. Yeah. No more uh, 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 potlucks at yeah. churches or things of that nature, which I wasn't a huge fan of the, <laughs> the sanitary nature of church potlucks to begin with. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have jokingly said that. I say an extra prayer every time we eat at a potluck. You know, Lord, please bless this food. Ex extra blessing. And bless the hands that pr 
prepared it. God, please. <laughs> uh, another weird thing in grocery stores is the one-way aisles. Yeah. Isn't that so strange? No. I love it. Really? I do. But nobody does it. Mm. Well, a few people do it. The people who care do it. Yeah. Or the people who are too afraid that someone's going <laughs> to tap them on the shoulder and say, Sir, you're going the wrong direction in this aisle. Uh, apparently that person is Jesse, the body Ventura. Uh, but, <laughs> but like every time I go to Walmart, even though they go in the opposite direction of the way that I like to go, I like to go the exact opposite yeah. of the way the arrows point. Yeah. I follow that to the point where I go out of my way and have to go down aisles. I don't want to go down just yeah. so I'll follow it. And there's always people always in every single aisle going in the opposite direction. I'm like, what's the point of this? Even when they first implemented it, even when there were people tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, you need to go this direction. Nobody cared. Nobody followed it. And nobody was going to make them do it because yeah. they don't want to kick customers out of the store because they don't want to lose customers. Right. I got to tell you, I went to Walmart yesterday and I was picking up. I needed cilantro for our tacos. Okay. And they didn't have any fresh cilantro. So I was like, fine, I'll just get dried cilantro. The little seasonings shaker thing yeah yeah um but the way that i walked i was on the wrong side of the arrows yeah and the the spices are at the very 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 end of the aisle i was right there i was a foot away from it (laughs) so i left my cart on the outside of the aisle, right by the end cap, and I just stepped inside in the wrong direction, but stepped inside to grab the cilantro. And just as I'm stepping inside, a gentleman is walking out and looks at me, looks down at the arrow, looks at me, shakes his head and walks away. And I was like, oh, I'm just grabbing this cilantro right here. That's legit it. shade at and you, And I huh? left my cart over there. <laughs> I have never had yeah. the gall to give a dirty look to somebody going down the wrong side of the aisle. Yeah, it was. That's funny. It was very, very <laughs> evident. The whole, I'm going to look at you. Look at the arrow. Look at you. Mm. <laughs> really? You sadden me. I know. This is America. Mm-hmm. All uh, the while, mind you, he's wearing one of the gator masks, which, you know. Don't do anything. Yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, they're worse. Uh-huh. But that's what I wear. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian in the chat here on Twitch says, if I need something uh, at the, at the, wait, sorry. If I need something. Wow. If it's at the end of an aisle, it doesn't matter what end, I'm going in and grabbing that thing. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. The word got something, some words missing in your comment there. Uh, Topher said, if, if I'm running around looking for something, I don't want to have to zigzag to get to the right side of the aisle so I can grab the stupid Cheez-Its. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's fair. Uh, it is very strange. <laughs> very strange times. I do like it, though, because it has kind of taken away the overabundance of jerky people who will come at you full force, pushing their cart directly at you, and then expect you to move. Right, yeah, you do kind of have, like, the high ground. You're like, excuse me, I'm going the right direction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You move. But when everybody's traveling in the same direction, except for the very few people who are breaking the rule, yeah, I haven't had to deal with the 
regular, you've got to be kidding me moments, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so in that aspect, it's nice. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Hand sanitizer stations literally everywhere. Yeah. We're at the point now where most of the ones that have been installed this past year now have like this gross, dirty film on the bottom part that catches it. And like nobody cleans those. No. I feel like everyone (laughs) is sanitizer, right? It's clean. Well, yeah. Everybody's too afraid to clean it because they're like, well, if there's going to be germs anywhere, it's going to be right here. You know? (laughs) Uh, all right, so some of the weird stuff in the grocery store, uh, toilet paper, remember the toilet paper, toilet Mageddon? Mm-hmm. That was weird. Which made no sense. Uh, yeah. We both had COVID, and neither one of us used the toilet paper any more than... Any more than normal, no. Yeah. Yeah. no. And and lockdowns never meant you couldn't go buy toilet paper. <sighs> never. It was never advertised. No one ever said that you would be literally police forced into your home 24-7, and you can't go buy groceries. And yet, yeah, we had to fight like animals. Mm-hmm. And it turned the non-hoarding people into hoarders. Into hoarders, exactly. Like, what if, all right, there's two packages here. I'm going to take both, because what if I take one, and then there's never toilet paper again? Exactly. <laughs> that was me from March to about June. Yeah. I remember, though, I remember walking in, and, you know, the toilet paper went first. Like, that was the thing that started first, but... As we got approaching that 15 days to slow the spread announcement, uh, people started really panicking, panic buying. And I remember walking into the grocery store for the first time in my entire life and seeing more empty shelves than full shelves. Yeah. And I'm like, this is North Korea crap. This is weird. And not just grocery stores, but Walmart, you know? Yeah. Somewhere that you typically don't think of. Selling out of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. No eggs, no ramen, no pasta, no uh, meat, no uh, bread, no fruit, no anything. It was just all taken. You had weird, uh, (laughs) a bunch of weird food. Dinners dinners consisted of Cheez-Its and... (laughs) And uh, cookies. Like, that's what you had. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you could find. Bags of uh, expired gummy worms. That's what you were eating because there was nothing there. Yeah. Thank the Lord that didn't last too long. It lasted like a month before food started at least being more regularly stocked Mm -hmm. and things started catching up with production. But it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, I feel really bad for people who had little, like, little kids at that point, like really little, like one year old or so. Uh-huh. Because you couldn't buy milk. You couldn't yeah. buy eggs. You couldn't buy anything that Wick would provide. Yeah. Nothing. And, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. everyone's eating, just all eat DoorDash or just all eat, you know, order Taco Bell for every meal. Yep. It was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mail-in ballots for the presidential election, also a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the most secure election in history. We'll just let that hang. Life. Uh, <laughs> working from home, school mm-hmm. from home, uh, really unheard of. Yeah. Like people telecommuting to work was a thing, but it was a super rare thing. Right. And it was usually because you had no other option. Like yeah. you were stuck at home for one reason or another, uh, or you lived in another part of the country. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 
and the whole business is over here in Florida and you live here in New Mexico, so you're going to telecommute in yeah. until still usually that's with the idea that eventually you're moving to Florida. Right. Like it wasn't a, hey, this is your job. You work from home mm-hmm. kind of thing. That didn't really happen when you're a part of a bigger company. Yeah. Uh, and now there's a lot of industries that are going to kind of go to that as a standard moving forward. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, you work from home. And that's weird to me that we're going to stick with that because I feel like the office setting is more productive than you being at home. Mm-hmm. I cannot get enough done at home with my kids and everything else there. But at work, I can be very productive. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I totally understand why we had to do it. Uh, school from home too. school from home was hard. We talked about that uh, yesterday, how a lot of students have really struggled this past year. Mm hmm. Because they need that communal environment. They need a teach, teacher right there with them. Mm-hmm. They need peers to challenge them. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. No sports, no extracurricular yeah. activities to help grow you as a person, uh, to help grow your, your, uh, what's, uh, make you look more appealing to colleges, I guess oh, is what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, your footprint there, uh, for your education. Um, yeah, just a lot of, I feel uh, that's another group of people I feel really bad for the the seniors last year or this year that are in sports that were hoping for scholarships mm-hmm. to colleges and things based on you know talent scouts and coming and seeing them that's yeah likely not happening for mm-hmm. anybody this year which is weird yep uh, and rough because mm-hmm. that was something that a lot of people just counted on as always being available exactly. Uh, Pickup and delivery from grocery stores and restaurants becoming, like, the main thing. Yeah. That's weird. Now, I remember uh, Walmart had, like, just come out with their pickup system. Yeah. Just, like, I think the Super Bowl before was when, the one year before, uh, was when they announced that they were starting to roll that out. And even then, uh, you know, people would do it. A couple times as a novelty just to try mm-hmm. it out. But for the most part, people wouldn't use it. And now it's become like their biggest thing. I've even used it a few times. When I had COVID, we had to do that a few times. We, mm-hmm. we, we went twice a week, uh, mainly just so I could get out of the house for a few seconds. <laughs> but it was it's, it's such a strange thing mm-hmm. uh, and a big deal. Yeah, it was, it was good timing on their part <laughs> to roll that out when they did because they were ready. Uh, DoorDash, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. DoorDash is a <laughs> giant, giant swing up this past year uh, in their revenue because what else are you going to do? Exactly. You're already stuck at home. Eventually, you you just accept that you're there. Like initially, you're like, all right, I'm stuck at home, but I can at least go pick up the food. I can get out and drive around town. Mm-hmm. But eventually you just kind of accept, this is life now. Bring me food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have? Entertainment. Okay. A lot of shows, a lot of TV shows missed a complete season. That was weird. Mm-hmm. I remember the last time that happened. Do you remember the last time? No. It wasn't even a full season. It was only like a few months, but it was when they had the writer's strike. Back in the mid 2000s, I think. Okay. At the writer's strike. And uh, like all shows just stopped production all of a sudden, mid season. Hmm. And uh, that was when 
they they kept doing the 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 night shows like you know the Jay no, I don't think it was Jay Leno at the time but uh, it was Conan and uh, a couple other people still doing it, and they would grow like they were growing beards and just putting a show on off the cuff they had no writers so they didn't have anything pre written they were just doing these weird off the cuff shows that for somehow were worse than the COVID no audience shows they've been doing from home. Wow. <laughs> they were awful. Um, but yeah, it was, so this year, a lot of missed seasons completely just because nobody could go and film them. Uh, this was a year that we saw several months, like half a year go by without a single theatrical movie release. Mm -hmm. That was strange. I remember that, some theaters finally started opening up last December in certain areas, and there were only two movies they could put in there. Yeah. Tenant and Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music. That's all that existed to go in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. And even now, we're still not getting a whole lot of releases. Half of the releases are coming out on streaming services the same day that they're releasing to theaters, and that will continue through the rest of the year. And the ones that do go to theaters, if theaters are still open in your town, uh, only fill up maybe half the slots. And so the others are being like they're throwing back Back to the Future and, you know, old old movies that that you might not have ever gotten to see in theaters mm -hmm. again, which is cool, is neat. In fact, I shared an article from a, a theater in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that is opening up their theaters for like private parties where you can come in and bring your Xbox and hook it up to the thing and play Call of Duty right there in the giant theater, which is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant way to make money and stay open. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of theaters are closed for good now. I know. Our Allen Theaters, which, you know, we have one here, but it's a chain in New Mexico, Texas area, mm -hmm. all gone, all yep. closed for good. Yep. Uh, if someone else comes and buys the building and starts it up again, I'll be happy. But because our theater's not bad. No, they had just. And they, oh, right. They had just finished another renovation, too. Mm -hmm. Just remodeled. They had to close the that's building. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But now it's gone. Now it's dead. Almost makes me want to buy it. Regal Center. Right. Yeah. Let's just come in. Let's start it up. Okay. Back row movie theater. There hey, we go. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll dedicate an, one entire theater to 24 7 our Twitch channel. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, um, just very, very weird. Regal Cinema's gone. AMC Theater's holding on by a thread still, I think. Yep. <laughs> Maybe only because of that. Uh, <laughs> That GameStop stock surge thing, because they also did it with AMC theaters, where Wall Street bets basically ran up their stock. I didn't know A couple that. years ago, or a couple of months ago, huh. or weeks ago, I don't know. What is time? I don't know how long ago it yeah, was. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's they're barely hanging on. Very strange. But drive-in theaters, mm -hmm. big business now. Exactly. The place to be. Yeah. There was a time less than a decade ago where we thought drive-in theaters, the few remaining in our planet, would be dead in just a few years' time. And now, like, there's new chains of these starting up. Yeah. And they're going to be a big deal. And yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be into them. I love drive-in theaters. Mm -hmm. Love them. Yeah. Love them. They're a brilliant idea. They're so fun. And you don't have to risk 
touching elbows with some rando who wants to sit directly next to you in the movie theater. I love it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what, you like touching elbows with randos? No, I don't. Absolutely not. Then quit sitting next to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else here? No crowds in sports. That's yeah. been weird. It has been. Uh, maybe more so with wrestling than anything else. Yes. I can agree with that. wrestling didn't stop. All other sports kind of stopped for a while. I remember we were all just desperate for sports. I remember, I think the joke was, uh, there was like a joke commercial about finally one sport was opening up and there was a bunch of different athletes from other sports saying, yeah, I could play that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump in. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no sports, but wrestling didn't stop at all. They didn't even cancel a week. They just kept going and they're like, all right, we'll just do it without any fans. Mm-hmm. And that was weird and awful. And everybody hated it. To the point where when they eventually just let some people from the back come out, just like 10 people on either side of the ring yelling, it was 100% better. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's all virtual. Well, uh, AEW does very spread out fans, but WWE has the Thunderdome, which is this giant wall of virtual fans in stand rows, which... uh, and then they're like pipe in fake crowd noise, yeah, which is dumb, but isn't bad. <laughs> it makes you still than, enjoy the show. Yeah, better um, than what it was. Yeah. What was the event that happened right when COVID hit last year? WrestleMania. Yeah, right before WrestleMania, it was this giant thing, giant, the biggest pay per view every year for wrestling all time. Right before then, yeah. It was supposed to be April, and then everything shut down before that. They're like, well, guess we'll go to our performance center where people train and try and do two nights of WrestleMania there. Yeah. And, I mean, they pulled it off okay. They they With what they had, it wasn't bad at all. It was much better than anyone expected it to be. But it was not WrestleMania. <laughs> and it was then that they were the first, which you've said this, but they were the, the first not just sport, but really across the board to say, we're not canceling. We're going to adjust. We're going to change things up, but we're not canceling. Yeah. And that I can remember, you know, because Topher's a huge wrestling fan. We all watched it together. He had ordered the hoodie, ordered merch and everything. I mean, he was just so excited. Yeah. So excited for it. And as we're all watching it, I'm like, this to me is what more people need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just canceling things, instead of just throwing in the towel, let's adjust things a Figure little it bit. Out. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I can applaud the, the the shows, the late night shows that still continue to try and do something, even if it wasn't great. Right. That's fine. Yeah. You, you worked. You tried. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the best you could have done. Um, but, yeah, sports, sports have done different – had different uh, – avenues of of trying to get fans back in attendance some just bought cardboard cutouts of people and put them in the stands and that yeah. was weird mm-hmm. uh some <laughs> some like uh the nba they had a bubble right where they had all the teams like staying in this bubble they stayed in the arena like a, or like a hotel connected to the arena and so they couldn't leave, but therefore 
they wouldn't risk catching the virus. Right. And they just held their season in the four courts that fit in that arena. And they had similar to WWE's Thunderdome, but they just had like a wall with fake seats and they would cut out the people who were watching online sitting in those fake seats. But what was weird about that is like the seats were all the same size, but you would see somebody like really small and far away and somebody really up close right yep. next to each other. Yep. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't formatted well <laughs> to where it didn't feel uncanny and gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, uncanny and gross is pretty much two words that sum up 2020 altogether. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so one of the cooler things that I did like during the 15 days time period, like that first month or so was a lot of people are doing like COVID specials. I remember community did a COVID special read through of one of its most popular episodes, like a table read online. And I really enjoyed that 30 rock had a, a COVID special. They came back and did a show. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of shows or, or past shows, classics or whatever that did something where they brought everybody together through the Zoom calls or whatever, just broadcast that out for everyone as a form of entertainment because no shows were coming out at the time. And I think that was nice. Yeah. I think that was a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them were hits, but that's okay. Again, they were trying. They were working with what they had and they tried to put something out for people. That was fun. Mm-hmm. It helped a lot of people get through some of these days. It was weird. We we kind of joked about it at the beginning, but this is the first time in history where the way you could help the planet was uh, sit on your couch and watch TV all day. Yeah. It was nuts. Uh-huh. And... What we all had been wanting to hear for our entire life. Yeah. And then we found out, no, you know what? This isn't so great. This isn't so great. Uh, Brian in our chat pointed out that some of the cutouts you could like pay to get a cutout at a uh, baseball game or whatever. And those proceeds would go to charity. Uh, I think they were typically to help COVID-19 situations. Uh, Either way. Yeah, it was a good idea for that. Uh, Sure. But it doesn't change the fact that it was still weird (laughs) seeing cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it was a lot to get used to, and we're still going to have a lot of it for a while. Uh, but I want to go back to our show. Uh, I think it was it was either the last show of this of 2020 or the first show of this year. Okay. But we talked about looking ahead towards 2021. Yeah. And I don't know if we both made the point or if I just made the point, but... I remember my thoughts were, I think this year is going to be better, even if it starts off worse, because we're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to already know what it's like. We know we, we've had the 2020 experience, so we know what to kind of expect at its worst. So even if things are still crappy for a few months, eventually we're going to get to the end and that's going to give us a little bit more hope and we're going to be able to endure it a little bit better. And even I didn't think that we would be as close to that uh, as we are right now. We're not even a third of the way through the year. And people are pretty optimistic that by summer, things will be mostly back to normal. Yeah. Uh, the CDC has also recently come out saying, like, if you're fully vaccinated, yeah, you can hang out with other, other vaccinated people. No masks. Have fun. No social distancing. Do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think as we get to the point where vaccinations are more available to every age group or at least every adult age group, uh, our government (laughs) is going to be more comfortable with like, all right, let's relax some of these things. It's already happening in several states. Started with with Texas and Florida. Now uh, Wyoming, a couple other places are all doing the same thing, rolling this back. Let's just let's life is going to return to normal no matter what anyone else says kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the holdouts <laughs> from those ideas, like our governor, will eventually subside once vaccinations become more widespread. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, already we're starting school five days a week school. Yeah. With everybody there, not half classes or anything. Mm-hmm. Five days a week school starting after uh, spring break. So that's, that's, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Being more normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that too. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be weird. Mask will probably linger on for a little while. Um, but I'm willing to bet that in another year's time, this will be behind us. I'm willing to make that bet right now. Okay. That when we have our two year anniversary of the 15 days to slow the spread, we will have finally accomplished what that 15 days was meant to accomplish. <laughs> So I do want to say this as we were listening to Trump's speech. Yes. Okay. And he was talking about 15 days to slow the spread. He came out and he made that announcement. He said, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. But then he said, we're hoping that after several weeks of best efforts that we will be able to overcome this. And I couldn't help but hear that several weeks mm. part because everybody was up in arms. Everybody was butthurt, if you will, about 15 days and then 15 days comes and goes and they're like, we were only supposed to be here for two weeks. Why? You know, and I couldn't help, but just really hone in on that whole, that just those two words, several weeks mm-hmm. can't help me. <laughs> I can't help but wonder was 15 days just a band-aid, if you will, <laughs> to kind of get everybody okay and feeling good and then rip it off and be like, psych, just kidding, several weeks it is. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like your, your kids at the doctor uh, or whatever, and they're having to stitch up the arm. Like, how much longer? Just a couple minutes, couple yeah. minutes. 15 minutes later, ah! yep. <laughs> exactly. it's, like. it's just, it's all right. Just going to be a little bit, a little yep. bit, a little bit of pain, a little bit of annoyance. It's all right. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. A year later, uh-huh. let us out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the only other thing that we didn't touch on that happened over this, uh, which we've talked about several times is church. Yeah. Uh, churches, you know, we, we, we stopped having services pretty much right away. Uh, in May, mm-hmm. uh, or not May, I'm sorry, in March. March. Mm-hmm. Uh, most churches did uh, across the world, but, you know, specific, specifically here in America. And I remember, I still remember the most optimistic thing I heard you say around that time was, this could be the best thing for Easter for churches, because yeah. even churches that never put on online services before are going to flood Facebook and YouTube with live stream uh, church services. And there might be 
hundreds of people who would never step foot in a church who might think, well, it's Easter and it's right here on Facebook and I got nothing better to do. Mm -hmm. I will hear this message. Yeah. And might have their life changed. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a good point that I didn't think of at the time. Such a great point. And uh, I do hope, I do hope that was the case. And I do hope that this year, as we're approaching Easter now, that even churches that are able to do it in person still continue to do the online services. Yeah. Uh, we're actually here at our church. We're not gearing up to like stop it. We're trying to gear up to do it better. Yeah. Like we've, we've just purchased a new like mid range camera and set up that'll help us uh, do it a little bit better now. Yeah. And then we're already looking into like revamping our entire system to where we have a real camera set up and real things. Cause we want to make this a standard thing available for people who, uh, are no longer comfortable mm -hmm. or, or the hopes that there are people out there that would not step inside a church, uh, at this point in their lives mm -hmm. who will see the message and maybe here's exactly what they needed to hear. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind that there are thousands of people who never stepped foot in a church or hadn't been in a church for years. Um, and over the course of 2020 watched at the very least one sermon, yeah. you know, because, and we talked about this, but the mental state of everyone through 2020 was just drastically lower than what yeah. it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and so people were clinging, just searching for some amount of hope. So I know I know that in that search, in those efforts, it brought people who would have never even considered church or uh, religion in any regard to a Facebook page or to a YouTube channel, you know, whether good or bad, as far as theology is concerned, yeah, you know, it still is an open door for God to work through. Which I just still to this day, that is one of the biggest things that I am thankful for in 2020, the overarching amount of um, witnessing, if yeah. you will, that was able to happen from our homes. I don't know. And then it got closer to the election and <laughs> nobody liked Christians anymore because a lot of us were turning into weird conspiracy theorists. You know, it's not just Christians, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I'm just saying. No, no. If anybody <laughs> is listening, I know that you know that. And I know that the people who are following along with us on Twitch right now know that. But, you know, those of you who may have just happened to pop in today, <laughs> it's not just Christians. Yeah. <laughs> but we aren't helping ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in self-deprecating mode here when it comes to to uh christians lately it's just we need to, we need to stop it we need to stop being nuts stop being nuts stop being nuts if you're gonna be nuts be nuts quietly that's not nuts then <laughs> good point you make a good point yeah. all right we're gonna take one more break don't go anywhere because when we come back we answer a question you've been dying to ask us i'm sure more backroom morning show to come stick around
What up, my nerds? We here at Love Thy Nerd are beyond honored that you let our podcast blast in your earbuds each week. But we're also a jealous ministry who wants even more of your love and devotion. If you haven't made LTN Radio a part of your daily routine yet, you are missing out. Not only do you get to hear our exclusive morning shows, Church Nerds and the Macro Morning Show, before they are put on the website, but you also get radio-exclusive shows like Bible Thump with Drew Dixon, LTN Rewind, Faith and Fandom 180 with Hector Mirai, The Moment with Megan Moe Oaks, Nerd History, Nerdy Definitions, This Week in Nerdy News, and our LTN specials as well. And on top of all that, the rest of our airtime is jam-packed with the absolute best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie that is hand-curated by Love Thy Nerd just for you. Give us a listen at ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app on your smartphone to search and favorite LTN Radio. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to answer... Oh, I was so close to getting it. Oh. <laughs> but first, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. <laughs> that question today comes from Oriole Jedi. What is your all-time favorite music album? Go ahead. Um, you just researched. I did. <laughs> I had to Google. Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. That's the name of the album. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Had Release Me and Hold On. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Takes me back to being five years old mm. in the back of my mom's Pontiac Sunfire. Mm. And her windows are down and her feathered blonde hair is blowing through the wind, screaming those songs at the top <laughs> of her lungs. To this day, every time I hear it, I do the same. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is, uh, it's actually like a best of album, but it was the the Beatles one best of, which Aww. was all their number ones. Yep. And I wore that CD out when I first got it. It's actually my mom's, but I like stole it from her and <laughs> wore it out. I love Beatles music. Uh, probably seven of my top ten songs of all time are Beatles songs. Really? Like, love it. Eleanor Rigby is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, hey Jude is good. Yesterday's good. But just that entire album was fantastic. And that's why I really loved that movie that came out yesterday. Yes. That was a fantastic movie. Uh, I loved it. A love song to the music of the Beatles. Uh, brilliantly done. Uh, yeah. So that would be my number one. So on the Alaskan cruise that Chris and I went on two years ago, uh, where it was just he and I. Mm-hmm. There was one of the shows that they were doing was a Beatles. Anyway, uh, like, yes, thank you. Um, and it was then that I learned that my husband is not a Beatles fan. Oh, I know it broke oh. my heart. Uh, apparently, Brian in the Twitch chat is also not a huge fan <gasps> of the Beatles. What? Just when you and Mo were getting on a good foot. Um, Also, I have a little boy in my class whose name is Jude, and every time he logs on, 
for always like, hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. Don't let me down. No, don't. What is it? Don't. Make it bad, I think. No, it's don't. I don't know. Don't something, something down. <laughs> don't. Anyway, forget We're it. We're terrible. Yeah. We're only on a radio station, but we don't play the Beatles. I was so. about to say, hey. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Lamentations 519. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. And you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio. Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast places. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will, too. Mo, final thought. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. <laughs> it's your life, people. <laughs> All right. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. <laughs> and I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. <laughs>